Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. Sorry for the late start. I got so involved watching uh, Washington and Mansoor and all the conversations that I was having in the background, but I am here. This is The Ruckus, brought to you by the Bad Culture Radio Network, joined by Ryan Bivens. Please pardon my nasally voice, channeling my Barry Manilow. Been a little under the weather, but still watching fights and still here with you. Joined by Ryan Bivens, who I know is also equally tuned in to the fight happening on the screen with uh, one of Philly's sons, Amir Mansoor. And uh, going into round eight, headed into round nine with uh, Gerald Elgayo Negro Washington. Ryan, since we're into the fight, we might as well call it while we're watching it. How is Washington performing, or how is Mansoor performing so far? To your liking? Keeping man for the first five rounds, um, Washington was pretty good at keeping Mansoor uh, out of range. But uh, Mansoor started to get a lot closer in the sixth round. Uh, seventh round, even better. You know, like gradually, uh, El Gairo, ne- Gairo Negro is slowing down, and uh, Washington, I mean, and Mansoor is uh, he's getting inside on him, and uh, he's kind of bullying him now late in the fight. So I say first half of the fight to Washington, second half of the fight uh, going to Mansoor. Uh, I guess we're going to round nine now, and, uh, you know, who knows who's going to win this? Uh, if Mansoor takes the last two rounds, it's probably a draw or like a legitimate scorecard, but you, you can never count on these judges. And, you know, Mansoor has uh, be fair judges on, on his trumps, but there's it's no telling what would they actually be fair or not. So, you know, I, I would get the knockout if I was him. Terrell um, uh, Washington looks, looks pretty exhausted, and, uh, hey, Mansoor, he's got the power to get him out of there. If you were uh, – just recently they flashed on the screen because I have my, my TV now that uh, – Virgil Hunter's key to victory for Mansoor was to close the distance. With given Washington's substantial reach advantage, would you offer the same advice? What is your take? Well, yeah, you got you got to close the distance if you're a man like so. I mean, you're six foot one, or your opponent's six foot six. Uh, you can't fight a guy like that from the outside. Um, it's just unless you got like Sonny Liston like arms, you know he. Yeah, ridiculously long arms, like longer than Pitchko's, even though he was only six foot tall. So, um, I mean, unless you're in a situation like that, yeah, you, you got to work your way in. And um, uh, for, for a tall guy to keep you on the outside, he's got to keep his feet moving. Yeah, like as you see now, um, um, Gerald, you know, he's not he's not as mobile as he was in the early rounds. So if the man starts keeps pressing him, you know, he, he gets close enough to, to land those punches that he couldn't before. At this point of the bout where Mansoor – will definitely need a knockout win. I mean, let's keep it real. This is PBC. He's going to need the KO for the win. Does he start flailing out the windmills now and take the risk, or does he try to I think he's go already ball, taking the risk. The oh, from, from looking at the fight, he's, he's he's going for the big shots right now. He's, he's not holding anything back. He's trying. Well, we will keep an eye on it and see how it turns out as we uh, watch the oh. – uh, a minute yeah, left in the uh, night. Right, yeah, man. So you know, he's you know he's slipping his head to the side. You know, he's working the body. He's, he's not he's not always going for the head. Um, he, he hasn't really landed uh, one of his big clean overhand shots yet, though. So I mean, I think it will only take one of those to land, and uh, Washington would be in big trouble. Um, I mean, so, I mean, he's, he's landed the punches, but he's not really landed anything real clean. Like Washington's defense has actually been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, underrated, honestly. I, I I didn't expect this good defense from him. 
But, uh, yeah, he's exceeded my expectations, even though he was supposed to win the fight anyways. I just didn't mm-hmm. think he, he could he could do this good. I, look, I don't I don't think, look, um, according to uh, the unofficial scorecard by the fans, um, Mansoor uh, should be ahead after this round because I think they, they gave the first four rounds to uh, Washington. They, they gave the last, well, they'll give him this ninth round too because uh, Washington's not doing much of anything now. He's just mm-hmm. surviving at this point. So they got it even through eight. And the ninth round is a fair man's round. And the uh, tenth round should decide it. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, Washington just looks completely gassed. I'm watching Mansoor lob out these overhand rights, and he's not, he's managing to slip out of the way of them, but he just looks totally, totally out on his feet. Well, conditioning wise, he looks exhausted. So given that. Mansoor is looking for the overhand right. Is that the punch that could win the fight for him? Should he change his tactic, given that Washington looks so tired and keeps coming forward with his hands down? Should he implore a different strategy? Um, I think, you know, he's, this is pretty much all he's got. Uh, it'll be the overhand left, by the way, because he's southpaw. He's feeling but, um, a lot he, of... He, yeah, he, he can throw with both hands. Like, he, he can throw overhand right or overhand left because he, he's kind of he's kind of good with uh, his power shots in each hand. Um, he doesn't really have a great, like, right hook because um, that's what a softball would throw. Um, his, his left hook is there, but, you know, uh, a guy like Washington is, is never going to be that close, really. Like, he'd have to, like, duck down. And he's, he's not really that type of fighter. Um, so, yeah, that's all that's what I do. Just keep keep the pressure on him, you know, keep throwing, and uh, hopefully he'll win the decision. Because I, I, I expected, uh, uh, you know, Washington to at least steal one of these final rounds, but he doesn't look like he's going to take any of them. When you interviewed Amir Mansour last week in Philly, is he performing the way he discussed in your discussion? Well, he, you know, he never really lays out his game plan when you interview him. He always says it's going to be something different. You know, he never fights anybody the same. Every, every opponent he, he treats differently. And, but he he didn't expect it to fight the last this long. Like he, he said, he look, I'm – uh, I, I can't see this guy uh, going to distance with me. Like, so he thought he would have knocked him out by now. But honestly, Washington has never even really been hurt in the fight. I think Washington's probably landed the, the better shots, but they were like, you know, way, way back in like the, the second or third round. Or maybe mm-hmm. the fourth round. Yeah, according to fan official scorecard, they gave Mansour the ninth as well. So we will stay tuned in. For those of you listening to the show, this is The Ruckus. We are watching the uh, – Gerald Washington, Amir Mansoor, <laughs> fight live on uh, PBC on Fox Sports 1. With Gerald Washington dominating the first half of the fight, Amir Mansoor has come back according to the fans' observations, and my observation and Ryan's as well, has been performing better in the second half of the fight. We are now down to under two minutes left left in the fight. Will Mansoor be able to pull out a victory, or does he need the knockout? Given that what type <laughs> of fight and who he's fighting, he needs the KO for the win. I don't see him. I don't even see him getting one of the cards, even though a split would be more palatable. I don't even see the judges giving him one round. No, you know what? I think they'll give it to him because Mansoor has, has been the one coming for it so much. Like, the judges, they, they really don't like this negative style of fighting. I mean, they would, they would genuinely have to be crooked to give it to, Washington, uh, to Washington here because, I mean, their bias is generally for – the guy that comes forward. Like when we saw Brazil and Cassie, like even though Cassie, mm-hmm. you know, gave him a boxing lesson, Brazil was the one coming forward. You know, Cassie was always, you know, oh. fighting out the back foot, you know, you know, trying to throw a counter shot after Brazil would, you know, fall and do something stupid. 
at least Mantor is the one making the fight. You know, Mayor, he's running away and he's not, you know, really engaging. So he's really got nothing going for him. His body language is, is saying that um, he doesn't want to fight. So just to give it to him, I, that, that would really be tragic. Like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how they would justify it because he, he, he's not, he's not counterpunching enough. I mean, he was doing it enough in, like, you know, like those first four rounds, but the, the fight has been very different since then. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe they'll call it a draw. Yeah. I can see that. Perhaps. Oh, well, Washington just landed one good right hand in, in the last round. Yeah. But now he's running away again. See, he, he, and Mansour's coming on, you know, he's throwing these, these wide hooks that, that, that partially land. But, I mean, he, he's the one dictating the, the accident in the fight. Uh, yeah. Washington. He's, got, he's, he's, he's literally running away. Oh, he's, he's not, oh, now he's going to raise his hand like he wanted to fight. For real? Yeah. <laughs> he rode that, his bike. Wow. Lance Armstrong. He he rode his bike for at least a good 45 seconds for, to a minute of that round. Amazing. So, will the judges be fair tonight? We will remain. We will see when Premier Boxing Champions returns from commercial. While well, we're waiting for them to return. Moy, talk about a disappointing bout. Um, Ahmed El Biali, you know, they have tried to build him up at this, at this killer. I remember when I first saw him on ESPN on Friday Night Fights as this killer, and tonight he just showed some real clear deficiencies in his ability to fight and some weird freaky deaky corner between round massage therapy from his trainer. What did you think of El Biali tonight? Oh, man, I could barely watch that fight. It, he, he just... He hits hard, um, but yeah, his technique is not very desirable. Um, it's just too cock strong. It's just he, it doesn't flow. Like nothing's really smooth with the guy, and uh, he's just, it's kind of robotic. Um, it was a bad fight. I mean, the other guy, you know, he was kind of mostly fighting to survive. You know, he did a lot of holding. You know, just uh, he was kind of a, a spoiler. So. I mean, solid make fights and everything, but it'll be highly. If, if this fight goes past the first round, I don't really want to watch it. Right, right, right. Once again, you are listening to the Ruckus Podcast brought to you by FatCulture.net, Chandra LaBeouf, Ryan Bivens, and we are watching Washington Mansoor on PBC on Fox Sports 1. A lot of PBC cards this week. Once we get into oh, yeah. the – we'll talk PBC on ESPN, we'll talk PBC on Spike, and, of course, we will give some early predictions for – this sun, this Saturday's big pay-per-view with Gennady Golovkin versus David Lemieux. Although we've talked about it pretty, we've talked about it a lot. So we'll just give our final our final picks for that fight. Also, well, while we're waiting for the commercial break, Amir Khan finally gets himself in position to talk about a big fight, but then he withdraws from negotiations with Manny Pacquiao. What do you make of that? Seems like a very winnable fight. Um, I, I just don't think Tyron wanted to fight. Uh, I don't know why Khan really deluded the people into believing that Pacquiao was actually entertaining a fight with him, but that, that's how Khan works. He's, he's always, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in discussions with Mayweather and Pacquiao and you know, like these guys are really even thinking about Conor. Conor hasn't done anything to really earn a fight with them. He, he's not on their radar. I mean, you know, in worst-case scenario, like, you know, they got nobody they can fight. You know, yeah, sure, they'll look to American, but, I mean, Conor is just delusional. He, he needs to fight people 
like Danny Garcia, you know, a guy that knocked him out in four rounds. Um, like people like Kell Brook. Uh, you know, then then you can call out guys like like you know uh, the the top dogs, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, you know what have you. But look, he 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 knew from the beginning he wanted to get in the fight. So now he's he's, he's talking about fighting him and fighting again, which is always going to yeah. be Okay, they're going to the decision now. The scorecards here are your score totals. Judge at ringside, Adelaide Burns. Adelaide Burns. 97-93 for Washington. Really? Adelaide Bird is always involved Judge with some type Steve of fuckery. 96-94 for Mansoor. All right. Decidedly Mansoor crowd. Washington State. But as you heard it here, or if you're watching it, 97-93 from Adelaide Bird. Adelaide Bird. I just I just can't deal. Whenever Adelaide Bird is on the desk, she's like the new C.J. Ross for me. I don't like Adelaide Bird scoring. She is always getting it. She's always off from the rest of the panel. And we've got 96-94 for Mansoor and 95-95 from Pat Russell. And it looks like a El Gallo Negro and Amir Mansour are in a close conversation there. Uh, if you'll hold with us and be patient, I just want to see the post fight interview. So, Gerald Washington thinks that the decision is a poor one and that he won the fight. Well, maybe the first half of the fight, but I don't think he won the second half of that fight, and the crowd agrees. He was chasing you around. Well, probably because you were running, but that's, you know, a topic for when the broadcast is. I'm very curious to see what a mailman store says in the background. His face got busted up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's in his post-play interview talking about he got robbed. Everybody there knows the other guy deserved to win. He's claiming he got robbed. That's the damn chance. Yeah, it is. So those everybody watching at home, the judges ringside. I don't know about that, Gerald Washington. And I do think you're fine, but I don't think you won that fight. Let's see what Mansoor has to say. I was just trying to gauge the height difference, you know what I'm saying? And 
and my, you know, ring general shit together and gauge him the distance between him and I. You know, I felt like I started pressing him, forcing the action, obviously, landing the most shots, you know what I'm saying, tearing his body up, you know. He couldn't take the body punches, he was running out of gas. You know what I'm saying? He didn't give the crowd a fight. He didn't give himself a fight, you know. And that's just a poor way of winning a fight or even getting the draw, man. This is boxing, this is fighting. You're supposed to come in there and rumble, not run the whole night. Mm. Well, yeah. So we have a conclusion of the fight yeah. here. Daryl Washington. Yeah. Daryl Washington failed to endure himself with fans. Amir Mansoor makes himself uh, very, very exciting and interesting to fans. Is the draw the new punishment for Philly fighters? It wasn't. Did Steve Cunningham get a BS draw also on a PBC card? Um. Yeah. There's been a lot of draws lately. So, fighters, be warned. If you look like you're dominating too many rounds on a PBC car, you're not going to get the L, but you will get the draw. So, there that is. So, once again, we'll uh, move on to some other topics now that we've uh, seen the outcome, the Heyman, the Heyman effect. Interesting, interesting, interesting post-fight interview. So, let's move on. So, we talked about... Uh, Amir Khan, I'm not going to give him any more time than we already did because he doesn't deserve it. He probably talked himself out of the fight. So let's move on and talk about, um, man, we only have like 11 minutes left in the show. Do we want, oh, here's something that happened this week that really, really agitated me. James Tony has been cleared to fight again. This time he's fighting on a card in Canada. Please, please stop clearing this man to fight. It's despicable. Please save him from himself. He's a boxer. He's a fighter. So obviously he's going to go until he can't go anymore. What do you think about Canada allowing James to, I know this is a topic that's very sore for you, given your own issues with fight clearances. What do you think about Canada clearing James Tony to to fight? (laughs) Look, man, they'll let anybody fight except for people that are actually healthier fight. That's all I can say. <laughs> I know. I probably um, could get clear to fight tonight. Yeah, man. Look, all I can say is Tony is potentially the last great fighter to, to ever almost, or he might get there if they keep letting him fight, get to 100 fights. Like, I, there'll probably never be another great fighter to ever reach 100. Uh, professional boxing fights, but um, yeah, Tony's done. So I hope all these final fights of his career are against low-level opposition. And this guy is low-level. I mean, he's eleven and five. Uh, he is lost two of his last three by knockout. So and I mean, I'm really expecting a whole lot. I mean, he, he did upset uh, Daddy Benz in 2013. Um, but um, that guy was just a prospect himself. So, I don't know. Tony, he, he might lose again, really. Uh, that one was surprising because he just can't really let his hands go anymore. But I, I don't think he'll get hurt. So, yeah, I, I think he'll be okay. Like, you know, we don't have to worry about his health. I think we should run, worry about his health at all times. I mean, James Tony's speech sounds so slurred. James Tony could trip on the way to the ring and get hurt. Somebody save James Tony for from himself. But, you know, this is the same, not the same commission, obviously, with Nevada State. But, you know, they let Juan Ma fight after getting clocked. They let him fight again less than 
two like two months later. So um, boxing is so sleazy and scuzzy sometimes. I love it, but the shit that goes on in the background is disgusting. But you know, we could do a whole show on that. We could do a whole we could do a week of show just on the scuzziness that happens in the background of boxing. But you know, another topic for another day. Um, with eight minutes left, why don't we go ahead and get into what's happening this weekend and the boxing landscape? And let's start with PBC on ESPN is coming on tomorrow from Glendale, yeah, Arizona. I was trying to get my brother to go to this fight, but I couldn't connect with him. I think he had to work. Tomorrow, Glendale, Arizona, PBC on ESPN. Devin Alexander, Devin the Great, makes his return against Aaron Martinez. First time Devin Alexander has been back in the ring since getting molly by Amir Khan. molly and Amir Khan in the same sentence. Pretty funny stuff. Also on the cards, the co-featured event, Lee Selby takes on Fernando Montiel for the IBS. That's, that's a shame. I mean, you got to look at the weighing picture on that. Uh, you got Selby, a young prime, looking down on this tiny old man. It's it's a shame. <laughs> Montiel's going to catch a fade. I mean, look, if Montiel will win this fight, he will be a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Guaranteed. That that's how much of a long shot it is. Wow. I mean, he has a very he has a very decorated career, but he hasn't beat a legit fighter in a long time. So Selby, I think, one of the best featherweights in the world right now. So Montiel, yeah, is 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 not very good for him. Not very good at all. All right. Um, also, let's see. So let's move on to oh, Ivan Redcatch is on the card too. Let's move on to uh, Thursday. There's a card in New Zealand, I think. Yeah, we want to see it here in the states. I, wish, I guess you guys can Do you guys want to send me to New Zealand to cover it? I love New Zealand. I love it there. <laughs> Barack could send me there tonight with my family, and I'd I'd be perfectly happy there. So I've had a job, but I absolutely love New Zealand. Maori's stand up, Kiwi stand up. Well, their heavyweight hopeful Joseph Parker is fighting in the main event. He'll be taking on the experienced Kali Meehan, who's actually yeah. not bad for a guy that's 45 years old. But like I said, he's 45 years old, and uh, Joseph Parker is a very young, very dangerous fighter, and I expect him to knock Meehan out in a couple rounds. But I guess right. it, technically, it technically is a step up, I think, for Parker, looking at his resume so far. Well, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> okay. Coming up on Friday, PBC on Spike TV, Andres Fanfara versus Nathan Cleverly. Boy, Fanfara is going to give him that work. One of my favorite interviews that I've done since I've jumped into this boxing thing is the post-fight interview that I did for Boxing Channel with Fanfara after he beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I absolutely enjoyed that interview. If you go to Boxing Channel's uh, YouTube page and watch it, he was so exciting. I was excited because if you listen to this show, you know I don't F with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. on any level. So it was very exciting not only to watch the carnage, but to do the post-fight interview. So I expect Fonfara to dish out more carnage on Nathan Cleverly on Friday on Spike TV. Ryan, your thoughts on Fonfara Cleverly? Yeah, Fonfara, um, I got to say around, although Cleverly, is the better technical boxer. He just, you know, he's 
Sergey Kovalev ruined them, I think. It just it's mm. just not the same. I mean, I looked looked at his rematch with Tony Bellew, and he he didn't look like he wanted to fight. He he just <coughs> kind of stood there and, and and just covered up. It was he's like shell shocked. It, it, it does the man is just is his urge to you know the, the killer instinct of you know the the what what you would call it the uh, the intangibles that the fighter needs to have to, you know, get over get himself over the hump, you know, and uh you know, go that extra mile to, to win a fight, it's gone. You know, that that's just, you know, been zapped out of his soul. And so far is a guy that you really have to get down to fight because that guy is coming for you and it don't matter what you do to him, he's gonna keep coming. There's no quit on fire and there's a whole bunch of it in cleverly. So <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a good look for Nathan. Um, I expect Fonfar to get him out of there uh, in the late rounds. Yikes! And Fonfar fans come deep, so Chicago, get ready. They come in deep, yeah. and they come in fatigue, and it's on and cracking. And the co-feature, and the co-feature been- I like. I like the co-feature a lot because my boy Koki Gameda finally, finally getting on US TV. It's been many years. Um, this guy, his 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 promotional hangout been. Since 2013, like Japan decided that they, you know, weren't going to license him to fight anymore, and uh, mm-hmm. he pretty much was had, he, he couldn't fight in Japan anymore, and that, that's where he's been fighting his whole career. So, Al Heyman picked him up, and uh, it, it took a long time, but he's finally on on uh, American soil, and he's, he's going to get a he's going to finally get that uh, fourth division world title shot. <laughs> I mean, I we just saw Brown to do that. We saw Brown to do that what like two weeks ago. So now Koki yeah. made his. Uh, He's probably going to win the fight too, because honestly, Kono, um, uh, I don't, I don't think much of him. His his last fight, uh, which was a while ago, he fought Roberto Jimenez back in uh, December of 2014. That was a draw. He easily could have lost that fight. He didn't look good at all. Jimenez is not highly regarded, so Kameda, you know, I'd say is a better fighter. Um, he's already won the world titles in what? Uh, what was it? Flyweight. Um, light flyweight uh, and bantamweight. He he dropped back down to to junior bantamweight for this fight. So so yeah, we'll, we'll probably he'll be the first um, Japanese fighter, or I think yeah, first Japanese fighter to be a four division world champion. And cool. uh, yeah, Heyman will have two two guys in the stable now with uh, titles and four weight classes. Um, well, three if you include Mayweather. If, whether or not you consider him retired. Cool. So that takes care of that. Oh, also and on- I've, I've had four, four, four. If you clear that, Robert Guerrero is an infinite amount of interim world titles. There you go. One minute left. We've got Shawnee Moyne also on True TV. Shawnee Moynihan versus Donovan George on True TV on Friday. So if you're into uh, the top rank side of the street, tune in the top rank on Telemundo. David Carmona versus Richard Rodriguez on Telemundo. Um, then on Saturday, of course, the big pay-per-view event. Uh, Gennady Triple G Golovkin versus David Lemieux, uh, Chocolatito versus Brian Valoria in the co-featured event, and a third title fight, Luis Ortiz versus Matias Vidondo for the uh, vacant version of the WBA Antrim Heavyweight Channel, a version of it. The real fight on that card is Chocolatito versus Gonzalez. Chocolatito versus Valoria. That is the real fight on that card. And, and Ryan will be there for badculture.net. Ooh! Also happening if you want an alternative to the pay-per-view. There's also, oh, God, there's a lot of fights. There's PBC on NBC with Lamont Peterson. There's uh, Jesse Magdaleno Unamas. There's Donnie Nietzsche 
uh, for the WBO Junior Flyway fighting in Carson. Hey, I didn't know about that fight. I want to go. And that's it. So we'll be back next week. We'll be doing after the final bell. And good night.